out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, there goes Davis! Oh my God, Davis is going to run it all the way back! He's going to win the football game! Touchdown! Like, you're 1v1 in this Mitch run. Uh, the first one is, is the moon fake? I don't know how much an alligator weighs. I'm saying alligator weighs 400 pounds. I don't know. Four tons. I don't know. Boys, Travis Cannon and TJ, welcome to the TKT Podcast, the Two Kill Time Podcast, the Sports Two Kill Time Podcast, Episode Three of the Sports Edition of this podcast. And we're going to go ahead and jump right into our first segment, guys. The Momentary Knockout, which is a segment where we just run through the biggest sports stories that we feel happened this week. It's just quick hitters. We talk about some of them in the podcast. Podcast. Some of them we don't. Some of them we really don't care about, but we thought you should know about them anyways. Anyways, here's the momentary knockout this week. Unanimous rookies in the MLB, Gunnar Henderson of the Orioles and Corbin Carroll of the D-backs. Shout out the D-backs for making the World Series. It didn't win it, but both of them win unanimous Rookie of the Year votings. Uh, Saints, big news over there in New Orleans. Lose Derek Carr, Michael Thomas, and Marshawn Lattimore all in the same game. All different injuries. I don't know if any of them are coming back. I didn't do too much extensive research into this uh, news story. Uh, Giants are just as bad as everybody thought they are up to this point. We talked about them last week. We're going to talk about them again this week. It's not just because of Travis's sadness, but they've been outscored 89-17 to in their season series against the Cowboys. And fun fact for everybody here, they have the second-worst TPRR, which is the True Power Rankings rating, in history of the TKT podcast, in the three years we've done this, prior to the TKT podcast, they have the second worst ever at 15.2. If anybody doesn't know, we rank them out of 16 teams in their respective conference. The only one worse than this was the Jags at 15.6. Jaden and LSU... Uh, had a record-scoring game with 606 total passing yards and five total touchdowns. Dan Daniels just having a career game, of course. Love to see what he's going to do for the, for, the, for the NFL when he gets there. Also, MLB free agency market is here. Shohei and Belger turning down $20 million qualifying offers, and they aren't the only ones, which ushers in the largest MLB free agency pool I think we've seen in a few years. Next fun fact for you is the Joshua Dobbs candidacy race for NFL Comeback Player of the Year. I think he's at an all-time high. I think he should win it. I don't think Darnell Hamlin or whatever his name is has done enough since he's came back from the injury of what happened last year. Prayers up. I'm glad he's healthy, but he has not played enough for me to win the Comeback Player of the Year. Uh, Also, Caitlin Clark becomes the Iowa's all-time leading scorer as the Hawks beat Northern Iowa are you ready for the score? 94 to 53, just absolutely walloping them to get the all time leading scoring uh, title for the Hawks. And guys, that is our momentary knockout. What do you think? What do you want to start with? What do we want to talk about? First off, wow. Way to. There was a lot there, oh, both good yep. and bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, really we're definitely in the block, though, on that uh, true power ranking. Yes. TKT podcast. Yes, um, sir. Second worst all time, boys. All time. So I've yeah, hold on I, a second. I've done <laughs> I've done the power rankings for a while. I think I've done them probably since 2018, 2019, but didn't keep track until um twenty twenty. So this is technically our third year of doing it. It's our second year of doing the actual TKT power rankings, of course. Um and we usually don't go to the be- 
the end of the year, we usually start out and do like the first 10 or so weeks. This year, obviously, right. starting the podcast later, we're doing the end of the season, which is much, in my opinion, much more true uh, to who the teams yeah. are. Because in the first 10 weeks, everything fluctuates. People are still finding themselves. New players added. So there's a chance they could break the all-time record of 15.6 set by the Jags uh, in 2020. They could. Jags are making a push north. Well, you know, the Giants have took a turn. Quite the, quite the stat. Um, we've yeah, never had season last year. We've never had anybody above a one point nine for for reference, uh, and we've never had anybody below a fifteen point six. Obviously, it's pretty tough to have all ones or all sixteens in a respective conference, yeah. and and the stats we track, and then uh, the opinion bases that we use for our rankings uh, that's factored in. And it's just Who's 50, at 1.9. Uh, 1.9 was three years ago. I want to say it was the Chiefs. I'd have to pull it up, but I'm pretty sure it was Chiefs. It was their Chiefs. Super Bowl year. <laughs> yeah. My guess was it was Kansas City. But. Yeah. Um, we do. Obviously, it gets kind of close. Like right now, I think, I think the highest one this week is 2.0, which is oddly enough uh, the first seed, of course, but it's um, not who anybody really th- is going to think it's going to be. Um, I don't think anybody anticipated this team was going to jump to number one. They only went up two spots from last week. But anyways, yeah, the Giants are rough, man. 89-17 to 17 against a big division rival. Um, they are not looking great. They are 2-8, and eight, and five of their eight losses are away. Hey, well, at least you guys don't have to play Dallas again this year. Yeah, the good news is you're 1-3 really and three at home. Yeah, at least that's out of the way. Um. But you had to play the Eagles twice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I read up on this either Sunday night or last night. I'm not really sure. But uh, I know Tyrod isn't coming back or isn't eligible until after our bye week, which is week 13. Yeah. Damn. So for at least the next two to three weeks, there mm-hmm. will be Giants talk on here about how bad they are. And how many games? It's Danny DeVito lost. time. Danny DeVito time. Yeah, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito time. He said. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So, with with fun. the Giants, man, I, we talked about them a lot last week, and like I said, we don't want to get too into them. Yeah. Yeah. But what? Well, it's Tommy DeVito, right? Not Danny. It's Tommy. Yeah. Has yeah. two <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah. He has two touchdowns. Tyrod has two touchdowns, and Danny Dines has two touchdowns. Obviously, all with considerably different playing time with the Giants this year. Uh, so, I mean, I guess that's good. I don't, I don't know what y'all can do. I mean, I don't think Danny stays with the team next year, even after his contract. But I don't see him going to another team. Do the Giants stay with him? You know, like I, I really can't see a world where see. it plays out well for him after this. Yeah, right. Well, no matter where that, he goes. Our, our draft pick, our I believe our first round is through Arizona. You so, guys just got the second pick. I don't know if you saw that because the Falcons lost or something. No, because the They're Panthers like, lost to the Bears. Panthers, yeah, someone, yeah, someone lost to someone and it boosted you guys. I couldn't remember who. Yeah, so we're jumping around at least the top five area, but depending on end of season stuff, our pick is based off of it, it, it's via Arizona, so I don't really know how that works, but yeah, I gotta hope for the best. 
Uh, going into the MLB, it's only the fifth time two players have been unanimously voted unanimously voted uh, American League and National League uh, Rookie of the Years. Uh, first time since 2017, which was Cody Bellinger. Uh, conveniently, is also on the free agent list that we were talking about as well in the momentary knockout. Um, and Aaron Judge on the Yankees. Again, first time since 2017, fifth time ever. Uh, Henderson Gunner batted 255 this year with 28 homers, 82 RBIs, and 100 runs. He had 29 doubles but only 10 stolen bases. I agree he should definitely be the unanimous MVP or at least – or not MVP, uh, rookie of the year. If not, at least won it. He just had a standout year. I really – Hate to say that because the Orioles are in are in the Red Sox division, but then you have guys like Corbin Carroll who hit two eighty five, so hit better. Also had twenty five home runs, which is only three less. Then had fifty four stolen bases during the regular season and making the All Star team, and becoming the first rookie to join the twenty five fifty club, which is twenty five home runs, fifty stolen bases in a season. Um, just an outstanding year, man. I mean the the way baseball talent has grown over the last few years has. it's crazy to me has stood out because you got obviously new talent coming in every year, but I feel like the NBA just like hyper focuses on like say Wemby or just like one or two guys that are coming up every year. Um, Truthfully, it's always the top like six to seven are like hyped, but they focus on like top three. If it's a good class or top one or two. Yeah, and then, like, so the MLB, I mean, you have a pretty expansive draft. There's nine guys on a starting roster, really eight guys on a starting roster, and then you have five guys in your rotation plus bullpen and blah, 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 blah. You have you have a substantial team yeah. in front of you. And, like, Gunnar Henderson was drafted in 2019 uh, to the Orioles but was drafted in the second round. Like, he's been talked about for a long time. The Orioles have a killer young club right now. I, I want to say the average age – I'm gonna I'm gonna try and look it up the average age of the Orioles right now. Because yeah, the average age is twenty seven point nine years. Which isn't even like the youngest. I mean like twenty seven point nine. I I know the Orioles are young. They've called up a lot of guys. They still have depth in their farm system, and I really like to see them playing well because they haven't played well in a long time. Uh but like the Dodgers have an a have thirty point five, so it's only a four year difference. I I don't know what the uh, lowest is. I'm gonna try and pull it up here quick, just because again twenty seven point nine in my opinion is really low. Lowest average age it seems low in MLB uh, by team. Let's see. Average age of players in the MLB right now. Except all. Uh, the lowest. Expand. The lowest right now is the Pittsburgh Pirates at 26.1. The Orioles wow. rank Damn. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12th. So there's 11 teams that are younger than them. And they just got a guy that won rookie of the year. Oh, my God. Uh. The That's Red Sox, in comparison, are twenty eight point six. Uh, obviously, the the gap is always between twenty, like twenty six and thirty, uh, but twenty seven point nine is not anything to be wary about. Whereas the Dodgers, whose average age is thirty point one, like that's something they're going to have to look at down the road. Like they only have a couple more years of these guys' primes to yeah. to win a championship, and their only championship is twenty twenty. 
when they when they won the shortened season, the sixty game season. Um, yeah. In comparison, you got the Diamondbacks who are young and the, and the Orioles who made the playoffs but didn't perform well. The Diamondbacks made the World Series this year. Um, is exciting. Dodgers the oldest age wise? Is mm-hmm. that what you're saying? Yeah, thirty point one years. That makes sense age. though, because they definitely have an older team but with the, Mookie and Frederick. Yeah, but the Dodgers are also that team that have just like the Yankees have money to go out and get older guys, whereas like the Yankees now. They're called yeah. the Baby Bombers was their nickname a couple years ago, or even may still be, because their farm system has developed way better now and are seeing the success of it, whereas the Dodgers just trade for big-name players in, in their prime or just past their prime that can get them to the playoffs and hopefully win them a championship. Right. Dude, speaking of MLB, like I saw something with uh, – I know show, I know Otani went out, went out with his – Injury, I think it was, what, Tommy John? Yeah, he had to get Tommy John. Uh, So I saw that, like, he was offered a one-year deal and declined it, and I kind of understand the one-year deal because of that. The guy's going to be... I saw uh, him uh, and, like, seven uh, others Yeah. decline, uh, like, I can't remember what it was. It was, like, 20 million one-year deals or something like that? Yeah. So he's obviously the number one free agent right now. The the Angels just didn't do enough. I, I mean, they obviously submitted the qualifying offer, but I mean, in terms of on field, didn't do enough. Like they, they, they simply did not do enough to, to keep him around. He's a guy, generational talent, the next Babe Ruth, et cetera, et cetera, whatever you want to say. He is a guy that you need to submit more than a fucking qualifying offer to it. it, It's a joke. You got just this year alone is Shohei Otani, Cody Bellinger, uh, Matt Chapman, uh, Lourdes Guriel, uh, Teoscar Hernandez, Jorge Soler, who's 31, J.D. Martinez, Josh Bell, uh, Reese Hoskins. Like, all the, that's the top 10 guys that are hitting the free agency market this year. Top 10. Damn. And I know maybe some, some of you guys that are listening don't recognize all those names, but, like, to me, those are household names. I watch a lot of baseball, and – those are guys where it's like, okay, the, these are impactful players that when they arrive on a roster, when they arrive in that lineup, they're going to make a difference day one. Look at J.D. Martinez. He he won a World Series with the Red Sox, went to the Dodgers. He's played very fucking well with the Dodgers. You got Shohei Otani, the, the best two-way player since Babe Ruth and the only two-way player that I, can know, that I know of that has had success on both sides to that extent. Um, even Babe Ruth in the later career only here. hit, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, he's going to be that guy that is going to go out and get 10 to 15 wins every single year on the mound and, and hit 250 plus with 40 home runs and 80 RBIs. Like you have, it, you have to offer more than Otani the taking, Isn't Otani taking a step back though from pitching? He has to because of Tommy John, Tommy John, but he can still DH. But that's only no, that's supposed what, to be for uh, this I year. Was, I just, no, I wasn't sure if that was just this season or if he was. That was going to be my question. Is, is he going to be like? Is he going to have the same role? So it, as terms? far as I know, he's still going to be a two way, but I don't think he's pitching this year because of the Tommy John. He can still hit though; he just can't throw. So he'll d he'll be a DH for a season, which, I mean, I'll take four okay. bats from Shohei on the Red Sox. Every game, yeah. 
right. put put him in the cleanup spot and let him get RBIs. Like fuck it. And if we have to have him pitch the following season, awesome. That's a that's an arm we can use. And I so would just what would you switch about the contract offer? Would it be the amount of money or or the term yeah, like, of it? Why both? I mean, the guy's right, going to be a five hundred million dollar contract. You know what I'm saying? Like he's probably going right. to get the largest contract ever in sports because ever. he. Yeah. He does two positions. Like there, there's, there's no argument. The guy, the guy can pitch. He can play outfield, and he can hit all in the same yeah. game. And I just think that's invaluable to any franchise right now. To to have a guy that versatile, like the to me, the guy that comes to mind is like Brock Holt. He was a he was a Red Sox player for for a long time. He was a utility guy. He couldn't pitch, but he played every position on the field other than catcher. Like he one game he was first base, next game he was left field. It, it didn't matter, and to me, that's more important than the guy that can only play right field and hits two fifty and, and forty home runs. You know what I'm saying? Like, give me a guy that if someone goes down, I can I can throw in. Like, I'm not Swap saying around, I'm yeah. not saying that right fielders isn't valuable, but give me a guy that can play every position every single day and and go out there and perform in every single position yeah. every single day. Um, right. uh, the NFL Comeback Player of the Year, man. Uh, Damar Hamlin, I I feel for you, man. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're healthy. I'm glad you're you're here with us. But yeah. you have not played. Yeah, Here's has my he thing. even been on the field? I think he's played Here's one game. Thing. And this is gonna sound fucked up, but the Bills were going to cut him. Mm-hmm. They wanted to, and then that happened. So they had to re-sign him. They weren't going to cut him after right. all that. Yeah. They can't. Yeah, and I mean right. if you if you look at their depth, bro, like he's fourth string. Yeah, he's not even And it, it's not like, a bash on him. Like I'm not I'm not trying to dog this no. guy. Like he no, he's a all. much better athlete than ninety nine point nine nine percent of fucking people <laughs> on this planet. Yeah. But he does not deserve comeback player of the year if he has not played. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. I'm sorry. Joshua Dobbs, a guy who got cut by two teams last year and has been on two teams this year, and is absolute a dog on the fucking field right now with the Vikings. Granted, it's the Vikings. They have great wide receivers. Their defense great is okay. Team. Good running backs, like good old line. I get it. He did okay on the Cardinals. I was gonna say he got he, he only got one win, but look at the Cardinals, bro. Right. The Cardinals are not a great team. They are not a great no. fucking team. They got their second no. one of the season this this week. Yeah. It, it it he's coming into the Vikings who are very much a playoff team and probably Still without Jefferson. They are probably the most average team or most consistent team across the board and the 10 stats we track outside of our 3 uh our 3 opinion ranks that we do i ask you two for yours and i do mine and yeah the 10 stats that we track they either rank fifth or sixth in everything other than the one they don't yards per game against you want to know what they rank eighth 11 (laughs) eight yeah that's crazy like they're the most consistent team and to have your franchise fucking quarterback go down who's having a career year and joshua dobbs be able to come in and step up and perform and have two two game winning games. One the last one was a game winning drive 
to win, to end it. Right. Yeah. To seal it. I mean, how, I how does this guy not even come in contention? Yeah, I don't know if there's a better argument to be made. Like, if he doesn't have a contract at the end of this year, fuck, for the Giants, for anyone, yeah. I will be fucking shocked. Shocked. There's being, no way he's a, a backup next year. There's no way. I I think there, there's just no way. I, I don't see him not starting in the NFL next year. Even if what it's was, for an injured franchise quarterback or anything, he he's what? I think 28? Yeah, 28 years old. And he's had more run, more passing yards this year than I think he's ever had in his career. Yeah, so so they just played the Saints on Sunday. He went twenty three for thirty four, two hundred and seventy yards. Yeah, he has fifteen hundred and sixty nine yards this season. Fifteen hundred and sixty nine, eight touchdowns, five ints, eighty one point two pass rating. Doesn't sound that great when you look at his career from twenty eighteen. Total 2,400 yards. So in the previous five seasons, he has, what, a 1,000 more yards or 900 more yards, whatever it is, than he had, or I think it's 600. I, I have no fucking idea. I can't do this math right now for some reason. But in career, 13 touchdowns, eight ints. Five of them are from this year, and he has eight touchdowns this year. I don't. I don't see how. It's, I mean, how guys like Daniel Jones get a forty million dollar contract, or you have Sam Howell starting on the Commanders, or oh, Sam Howell's good. I mean, it's the Commanders getting him sacked right. fucking nine times a game. I mean, how how good do you think he is? Like he's top sixteen Dobbs level. Yeah, but that's what I'm, I'm saying. How do how do guys like Sam Howell get a job and Josh Dobbs doesn't? I mean, yeah, like a like a consistent, like a, starting. a starting role. Yeah, the only reason he's starting is in Arizona is because of Kyler. The only reason he's starting here is because of um, Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. The only reason he started for the Titans two games was because Tannehill was hurt. He, yeah, he, I, don't I don't think he started. A, I think he started one game at the time he was with the Steelers. So put him in a system like the Commanders, and who says he doesn't win the same amount of games? Right. That's true. I mean, I just, I just, I know it's all circumstantial and shit happens and and blah 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 blah. But the stuff gets, yeah, it's, it's just so tricky. Yeah, I just, I, I think he should win comeback player of the year. I think it's that simple. He, he's put in the most work this year in in accordance to any other quarterback. And he's been in the shittiest situation, in my opinion, outside of collapsing on the field and damn near dying and being paralyzed for your, the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's there's yeah, one guy, so in my opinion, in that contention, and that's that's why people are choosing him. Not because he's played a game this year. I know. Has he? Is he even? I think he's played one game this year. I thought he's been on injury reserve this whole time. Maybe he did play one. I'm pretty sure he's played one game this year. He has he has one total tackle, and it was it was this week. It was against the Broncos. He's played in two games uh, this whole season, or sorry, three games this whole season, and has totaled one tackle, and it was this weekend. 
And that's okay. comeback player of the year. I don't know. No. I feel it, I feel bad, bro. It sounds shitty, and I'm trying to like know, not it make it sound terrible. shitty. It sounds ass, yeah, it but like <laughs> the guy's fourth string. No one expects him to play. Glad he's on a roster, but like you're telling me, Josh Dobbs doesn't deserve it. He's been a backup for five years, and he's the only reason he started the games that he started is because other people have gotten injured, or he wouldn't be in that role. And he's done nothing but do well. Is is Hamlin like the the top runner for comeback player of the year? Yeah, his odds like if you were to bet on it right now, his odds are like plus two hundred. Wow. Which is the highest. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I just... Well, spe- speaking of that game anyways, Brown goes upset the Bills, huh? Like that? Yeah. Hate Russ Wilson. Mm-hmm. Looked great. Coming back. He has more Ooh. touchdowns this year through nine games than he had all of last year. All of last year. Oh, man. Vintage Russ. I like Russell Wilson. Uh, to clarify, it's I not plus two hundred; it's minus two hundred for Demar Hamlin. Uh, second is Tua at plus four ninety. These are. Yeah, Who had the, Mac concussions sorry, last year. Sorry, let me let me go with DraftKings or FanDuel. DraftKings is minus two hundred Demar plus two hundred Tua. Josh Dobbs plus four seventy five. Lamar Jackson plus two thousand. That's the gap between third and fourth is two thousand. You're making me want to place that bet. Quick question. <laughs> Why is Lamar what happened? Reese Hall is plus 2,000. Baker Mayfield is plus 1,500. Uh, let's see. Baker. Aaron Rodgers plus 2,000. Russell Wilson plus 3,500. Uh, Chase Young plus four grand. Gardner Minshew plus 8,000. Yo, Aaron Rodgers might be a sleeper, bro. He comes back middle of December and actually does something. That'd be nuts. Yeah, they, he was. He said today on the Pat McAfee show that there's obviously no set date, but that's what he's shooting for. Right. I think that'd that's be a, crazy. That. That'd be nuts. Yeah. Because I'm going to with my dad on Christmas Eve. It's Jets and Washington. And yeah, like that'd... that's the game that he's like trying to come back for. Yeah. So, if so, that'd be wild. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fucking unreal, to be honest. For a 40-year-old to tear his Achilles and be yeah. back in like six months? Yeah, it would. Yeah. <laughs> Josh right. Dobbs, for comeback player, go pl- go place that bet. Yeah, plus 480. You didn't hear from us yep. or whatever the fuck it is. Put it down. Yep. Um, guys, if you're ready, I can do the Super 7 or Super 6, whatever we want to call it, because we still don't know what we're calling this segment. Uh, and then we Fucking can get into the uh, the power rankings, and we'll get into our records from last week for what we picked. Yeah, we can do uh, which didn't go it. as well as I think any of us hoped, but it didn't go terrible, so that's good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Want to so, do a six? I'll set it for six. Uh, yeah, we can do six. Cause you had like two minutes to spare last time. Yeah, we can do six. All right. All right. <sighs> All right. All right. In the Thursday night football match on November 9th, we had Bears versus Panthers, an absolute snooze fest. Nobody watched this game. I, they probably had a concurrent average viewership of 1.5 on all Amazon platforms. Bears win the game 16-13. to 13. Bryce Young looked terrible, only 100, 185 yards. 
going into Sunday, another snooze fest. Colts versus Patriots was 10 to 6. Gardner Minshew, Minshew Matt is 194 yards with one int. Uh, Rashawn Stevenson, or Ramondre Stevenson, excuse me, uh, 20 carries and 88 yards. Going into probably the biggest upset of the week, Texans versus Bengals. Texans pull off a massive win with a last-second field goal, 30-27 to over the Bengals. Bengals fall down to 5-4 and four to third place in the division of the AFC North. C.J. Stroud, 356. He is my man. He's way better than Bryce Young, in my opinion. I said it from the start. I will always stand by it. Devin Singletary, 30 carries, 150 yards. Saints versus Vikings. The Vikings pull off another big game, as we already mentioned, 27-19. Josh Subs, 268 with one tutty, uh, with uh, T.J. Hawkinson getting 134 of those yards. So exactly oh, half... God. What are the odds of that? Exactly half, 11 receptions, 134. Uh, game of the week for the TKT podcast, Packers versus Steelers. Steelers come away with a dub, 23-19. to 19. Uh, Packers fall to 3-6. and six. Steelers improved to 6-3. and three. Even though in their last nine games, their full nine games of the season, they have allowed more yards gained than they have gained themselves. Jordan Love, absolute career year, uh, in my opinion. I think they need to give the man a franchise quarterback contract. At 289 yards, two touchdowns. He did have two ins, though. Titans get flabbergasted by the Bucks, 20-6. Baker Mayfield looked okay. Nothing crazy from that game, in my opinion, other than Mike Evans. We had a crazy week for receivers, 143 yards on six receptions, one tutty. 49ers blew out the Jacks, 34-3. Brock Purdy, three touchdowns, getting back into form. Christian McCaffrey, 17-game streak broken of scoring a touchdown every single game. He was probably the only one on their offense not to score this game. Uh-huh. Ravens, Browns. Ravens go down 33-31. to Another big matchup this week for the Ravens as well uh, is Lamar Jackson, one touchdown, two ints, but he had a great game in the air, 223 yards minus the two ints. Cardinals-Falcons, another close game, 25-23. to Kyle Murray leads game-winning drive in his return game, 249 yards, doesn't get a touchdown, has one int with uh, McBride, who I actually picked up for my fantasy team this week, had eight receptions and 131 yards. Solid pickup for me. Uh, Lions Chargers, 41-38. Lions approved to 7-2. I think they're the real deal. I think they're going to win their division this year, unless the Vikings actually truly do get their shit together with Jared Goff going 3-33, two touchdowns, and then Dave Montgomery leading the way with 116 yards and one touchdown. However, Jameer Gibbs also had a great week. I will mention that. Cowboys, 49-17. We already mentioned that. I'm just going to skip right over that game. We don't need to put him through this. However, Dak Prescott has 11 400-yards gain. 400-yard games in Cowboy history. He has the most. All other Cowboy quarterbacks combined have nine. Uh, Commanders lose to the Seahawks. Seahawks improve to 6-3, 26-29 victory. Geno, almost a 400-yard game, goes three for si- or 369 for two touchdowns. Jets, Raiders, another snooze fest. Uh, 16-12, Raiders get the dub. Called that one. I think I was the only one that picked the Raiders this uh, last week, but, hey, we move on past that. Monday night, big game for the Bills. Bills fall to 5 and 5. I don't think anybody saw that coming. I don't think anybody saw the Bills losing to the Broncos. We talked about Russell Wilson getting 18 touchdowns so far this year, which is two more than he had last year. James Cook, 12 carries, 109 yards and Russell Wilson, two touchdowns through the air. Boys, what are your takeaways from those games? Wow. <clears throat> Russell Wilson looked amazing. Uh Besties looked. Yeah. Do we think Easily. it's Sean Payton? Do I think Sean Payton's the problem? Or the answer? Both. Um, I don't think okay. he's the answer. 
but I don't think he's the problem there. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, I mean, I think he was a little bit of a bonus, but yeah, I think I mean, he obviously. he's helped, but I don't right. think he's the answer. I don't think any head coach can be the answer. Right. Bill Belichick yeah. proves that the last three years, no head coach can make that player be the best he can be. They're not on the field. Yeah, like it, it, they cannot increase their performance on the yep. field that day. Um, all they can do is come up with playbooks, make play calls, and and bring morale up. Um, I know that sounds really stupid to say, but yep. Bill Belichick proves that every single week on the Patriots, every single week that a head coach cannot be the end-all, be-all for a team. Does not matter. Right. Doesn't matter. The uh, the Cowboys game, C.D. Lamb had like 189 yards or something. That was his third straight game with 150-plus. A killer week for receivers um, this week, man. Yep, Devin making yeah, history. He had a game. Nico Brown, 172 yards in the air. T.J. Hogginson, 134. Mike Evans, 143. George Kittle, 116. Uh, McBride, tight end, another one, 131 yards. Keenan Allen, 175. Brandon Cooks, 173. Uh, Bijan Robinson, 119. He's a running back. And then, yeah. So what What was that? Eight, seven, eight wide receivers or tight ends, receivers in general, going over 100, over 100. yards. And I yeah. want to say I read something this week in the NFL. It was the most single-digit uh, games in one single week in NFL history or something like that. Uh, let's see. One, two, three. Uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, eleven games of the however many were played. Damn. Yeah, the uh, who single did the digit. Patriots play. Uh, the Patriots played the Colts. It was ten to six. I was gonna say yeah. That, that, that With the lone touchdown being well. scored in the first quarter. Yeah, Patriots just cannot find ways to score. So, do you think it's it's a Belichick or a, or a Jones problem? I think I both. Think, I yeah, I think Jones. it's both. I think it's both. I think like I don't know if Jones is the right quarterback for Belichick. I don't know if Belichick is the right coach for Jones. But when he was drafted, that's what everybody said was this guy like he's the same stature, the same uh, play style as Tom Brady. Yeah, I don't know if the game is changing so much to where Belichick's time is just basically it, yeah. done. Yeah, it's here. You know, like it's it's not the same lead that he had with Brady. That's for sure. I mean, it's it's basically it's a running different. quarterback league now. I mean, yeah. In it's my opinion, we, other like, than like Brock podcast, Purdy, man. What? I said that's also why we do this podcast. It, it's so like. I guess it's fun in the sense to talk about sports because there's so many different variables and like yeah. factors and why things happen. And it's yeah. like no one really knows. We just all like plot and scheme. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah, but like you have complete downfalls like like the Patriots, like the Giants, and then you have teams like the Lions who have been good on paper for the last few years but are finally putting it together. They're seven and two. Or teams like I mean the Packers are finally, in my opinion, catching their stride with Jordan Love. Right. Now that Aaron Rodgers is gone, it they've looked good or okay week in, week out, in my opinion, the last couple weeks, the last three or four weeks. And they're one and four away, three and six at home. Yeah, I mean, even like the Steelers being six and three, super solid. You have the Bills at five and five, which is 
Yeah, the the Bills who should, I mean, be a eight and two team or right. or whatever. And then you have the teams like the Steelers who have been outgained in the air on the ground every game this season, but are six and three. Because one, well, obviously, yes, the defense is fucking great. Like, yeah, defense wins championships. Defense winning games, man. Yeah, like you really are. But we've also had the offense step up when when we need it. Right. I mean, Kenny Pickett in the fourth quarter, it, he's not great all game, but in the fourth quarter, he's usually pretty good. I I I can't remember. Hold on, game winning drives since twenty twenty. I think Patrick Mahomes leads the way with, like, some random thing. Probably. Uh, that's wins by quarterback. Hold on. Game DJ, I'm going to ask you this question now. Obviously, you can answer it whenever, but what do you think okay. the Packers are going to need to take the next step? Because Jordan Love is clearly, like, a good enough quarterback and to actually, get you guys wins. I can tell you this right now. We need secondary corners right. and safeties on the defensive side. I feel like our front seven – is very underrated. We're young. Just re-signed uh, Rashawn Gary, which was a big yeah. secure. And then uh, offensively, we need a, a wide receiver. For, I think for Aaron more Jones. corners or better offense, do you think they suggest trading Jair when it, during his prime? I think that's an option they explore. I think they could. If they maybe like another corner and a and, and a pick, yeah, but I just don't see why they would do that. Why would you trade a top three corner in the league for yeah a worse corner? Yeah, but we definitely need a receiver. I truthfully, I don't like how AJ Dillon is our second running back. I love oh, AJ Dillon. <laughs> He's about to get He's, really fucking bright. He has not been pretty good. Mm. He's he's invisible in the passing game. Yeah. You know when he's coming in like that. It's gonna be wrong. Yeah, or it's gonna be some short. Right. And I love AJ Dillon. Like it's weird. It's weird. I don't know how to explain it, but like he just doesn't I don't know. Like, all these teams have a great – like, Aaron Jones has been really good, as always. Oh, Jones now? Is he I still – actually. He's getting older. I want to say – hold on. I Let me Google that Where real is quick. this? Like, I, I can't find this statistic, like, anywhere, and it's pissing me off. <laughs> it's making me so um, fucking mad because it says that it's supposed to be there, and it's just not there. Aaron Jones is 28. So, I think Jair is only, what, 26? He's definitely He's younger. younger. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, 26 is probably right. I mean, consider the running back situation. Like with the market uh, and stuff, I don't know. This, is, this is a weird fun fact for you guys. The the leader this year in game-winning drives, guess who, who yep. it is? Just guess. What was the question? Baker Mayfield. Who has the most game-winning drives so far in the 2023 season? Baker Mayfield. No. No, I'm kidding. They pick it. Hold no. on. Hold on. It's not going to be anybody. No, no. You okay. Just think of then... starting quarterbacks. You're, ne- you're never going to guess who it is. Desmond Ritter. 
He has four. Falcons, huh? Yeah. Four. Falcons like, wasn't even. I don't want to say. Well, I guess it could be considered overperforming, but they're not playing bad. Yeah, like. Ooh. Falcons. Oh, yeah. I, I really wish I could find this. If you guys can keep, like, chit chatting a little bit. Yeah, we can keep chit chatting. But, uh, no, Falcons have been solid. It's. You know what sucks? Deep down is that Mariota couldn't be the one to do it for him. Breaks my heart. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping. That's they gave him a chance this year, common. bro. Like the three huh? of us wanted. That's what we share in common. The three of us wanted. I want him Mariota to succeed to so, so bad. So oh my great. god. And he just—he's just a good fucking guy. And like, did you guys watch the quarterback show on Netflix last year? No. No. Or, or this past summer or whatever, whenever the fuck oh, came no. out. Well, he's like one of the stars in the show this year. Uh, during season one. So they track the season, Fire. whatever. They followed Patrick Mahomes. They end up winning the championship. Cool. Well, do you guys remember when they were saying, oh, he, he just disappeared from the Falcons last year? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't just disappear. Pretty sure his wife went into fucking labor. Oh, my God. And the media just blew it the fuck up. No way. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm. I'm. Now I feel like I'm misquoting that, but I do remember it in it's it's a big thing in the show. And he's like, "Yeah, they just fucking took it out of context. Like that's not what happened. Like they misspoke during the interview, and then Falcons front office just basically fucking ran with it." Marcus Mariota uh, missing because that's so fucked. I just got a notification that the Jets are holding a players-only meeting. Garrett Wilson led locker room discussion after Sunday's loss. Who did? Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. I mean, do you think it's Zach's fault? What it can't it? be. No. Zach. I mean, sure, he had that. They're four and pick five. The like they're four. They're the Jets aren't that great. Right. They're four and five. Like they're they're not a great team on paper, in my opinion. If you if you took out Zach Wilson and had Aaron Rodgers, what is so great about them? Their defense they have good corners. Most they have good corners. They have good corners. A good quarterback yeah. if Aaron Rodgers is there. Good D line. Two okay receivers. An okay D line. O-line's, you know, pretty decent. Questionable. But. Okay, okay, so. Four and five, I feel like that's a fucking success. Your fucking franchise quarterback goes down, and you got to throw in the backup that couldn't win a game last year, and you're four and five, and you're bitching, you're having a players-only meeting? Yeah, so this says the Jets have 36 consecutive offensive drives without a touchdown, longest active streak in the NFL. Zach Wilson has only thrown one touchdown pass in the last five games. Uh. I don't know how to say his last name. I'm going to assume this is right. Robert Sala. Uh, The coach? The coach. Uh, Says he's sticking with Zach Wilson. He's actually playing pretty well. He says it's unfair to blame one person for the slump. Uh, And then Garrett Wilson goes on to say, the guys, I I think this was, yeah, Wilson, the guys talked and we had the floor. Uh, it was just us. We got to make sure we're all on the same page about where we're at and how the hell we get out get out of this funk. 
that was really the message when it comes from one of your teammates. So it always hits different. It always resonates a little bit more. I, just, I don't understand, man. Like the whole thing with the Raiders having like a, 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 yeah. a round table discussion, like makes sense. Raiders right. have not been, been great. They were, they were three and five at the time. They've now won back to back games under their interim head coach. The morale is at an all-time fucking high. And the Jets, who were 4-4 four and four before this week, who are now 4-5, and five, are having a fucking roundtable discussion after losing their star quarterback. Let's yeah. be real. Let's be fucking real. Let's be honest That's, right now. Yeah. I just... I, I don't so... understand what, like, Why? everything's going on. Like, they're, they're only 4-5, and five, and, like, Wilson is sitting here apologizing for the product that they're putting out. Which, it's it's because Aaron Rodgers came and it was like this big hype. They're going to perform. They're going to be a playoff team. Like, they're going to be scary. Bro, he has 1,800 yards this year. Only five touchdowns, six ins. He's not throwing touchdowns, but they're winning fucking games. Right. You don't see the fucking Steelers crying because Kenny Pickett's not throwing fucking touchdowns. Yes, the fans are fucking bitching, but... Like, come on. The guy. So here's <laughs> one thing about the Jets. What happened to Dalvin Cook? Didn't he sign there? Yeah, but Brees Hall, I think, came back, like, immediately. Like, Brees Hall wasn't expected to come back for weeks. That's what yeah. I thought. Because he tore his ACL. So Dalvin's just riding the bench? I think so. Uh, I, so I don't know why I'm still on this, but so Garrett Wilson's just been, been saying so much. Like, we don't want to finish the season and look back yeah, like we should have done this earlier. So let's talk about it now. Hopefully it leads to results, but the reality of us doing that and doing the right thing as far as calling a players-only meeting and talking, it doesn't guarantee anything. We still have to go out and do it, but we're taking the right steps and we're turning over every stone because it matters to us. See, this is weird because I always felt like this was building because obviously, yes, they did bring in Rodgers, and then Rodgers goes down, so now everyone's like, oh... Now we got to yeah. go back to Zach Wilson. So I feel yeah, like, like anytime the team underperformed, it was so, going to be Zach's fault. So right. for reference, for reference, his QBR rating this year. So last year he played nine games. He had 1,688 yards. This year through nine games has 1,863. So 200 more. Has one less touchdown, one less interception than he did last year through the same amount of games. Passer rating is a career high at 74.6. It's ass, but a career high. Career high. Yeah. Yeah. The most games he's played in the season was 13. His rookie year, he had 2,300 yards. So in the next four games, he needs 500 yards to hit that. He is having a career year. They're four and five. Doesn't have the touchdowns. I understand. QBRs, the highest it's ever been. Ever. Has taken the, the, the most sacks through nine games in his career. He's 11 less sacks than he had in his 13-game season. He has the longest pass of his career. Completion percentage is the highest it's ever been. Yeah. And he's attempted only 80 less passes than he did in his 13-game season. Last year, again, he played nine, has 60 more pass attempts, and he has a higher completion percentage through nine games by 5%. Yeah. And, and while I was that's that significant article, to me. That that's a great year yeah. for Zach Wilson. 
while I was reading that article, that this is from like Bleacher Report, and it was saying how the Jets head coach, he, he he's a good head coach and all that. And so this kind of brings me to something I've I've always said and I've been saying a lot more recently, is whenever you look at stats, like people always just say, look at this, look at the stats, and it'll tell you. But you have to be careful with that because stats only tell you what what you want to see because that's what you're looking up. Yeah, you. I, I'm a big you know statistic I mean? guy. Always have been. Right. I'm a numbers guy. I think numbers prove a lot, but that does not that doesn't matter because if Tom Brady goes out and has a five thousand yard season, but they only win six games, what does that matter? Right. Will that happen? No. If someone's throwing for five thousand yards, they're probably winning more than six games. It it it's statistically proven. But shit shit like that happens all the time, especially in the NBA. I mean, guys put up 50 50 points, 40 points, triple doubles. Look at Russell Westbrook. Put up triple double, average a triple double. Did they even make the fucking playoffs that year? That's the only memorable part of that team. That that team did fucking nothing. Well, and there's been a year or two where he's averaged a triple double for the season and they haven't made the playoffs. Yeah, it just and, and it, that's kind of what I'm talking about is like when when people go to look at Zach Wilson and the people that are looking there are saying he's he's ass and he's garbage. They're looking at the five touchdowns, the six interceptions, but then they're not looking at the quarterback rating. Like he's having a career year. Yeah, like it's a seventy four point six. It's not fucking great. Right. It's not good. It's not even good. But it's the best he's produced. It's the best he's ever been. He has shown gradual progression year over year. Last year he only played nine games, and he was pacing the same amount of that of yardage, the same amount of interceptions, with a better pass rating and better completion percentage than he was the previous year in less games. This year he has the same amount of games as last year, with two hundred more yards. Yes, he's down one touchdown, one interception. You have to look at his fucking weapons. You have to look at his defense. You have to look at his current record outside of those with the same amount of sacks more than last year and pacing yep. more than the year prior with a better be passer rating. Play calls. Like, yeah. he, he's having a career year, and they're having a fucking roundtable because, oh, we're underperforming. I need to apologize for the product that we're putting out to fans because Aaron Rodgers was going to come in and we were going to the bowl. Yeah, and, and even with Garrett Wilson like speaking and talking about this stuff, Zach Wilson is still the main topic of the discussions. If if Aaron like, Rodgers couldn't take any of those Packers team to the Super Bowl. Yes, okay, I know he he did it once. Right. He won a bowl. I think he actually he went two times, right? They went to the bowl twice. Yeah, Thirteen years ago. No. But if he couldn't do uh, that, Again, with any of those Packers teams, what makes you think the Jets can do it? He can lead the Jets. What is the biggest difference between him going there and bringing two or three guys from the Packers with him? Yeah. And now you're four and five with fucking Zach Wilson? I think that's a fucking win, man. You guys, when Aaron Rodgers went down, that season was rode off, in my opinion. Oh, they're winning three fucking games. They already have four. Well, that's why we're having this whole discussion right now. Because when he went down, me personally, I just thought it was a, it was a well-known fact around the world. Like, try again next year. Yeah, like, hey, it, it is what it is. Like, 
Shit happens. It sucks. I'm sorry, but got to move yeah. on. Speaking right. of that, like last, so last week, uh, me and TJ picked the Panthers to beat the Bears. Bears won. Travis, you got the one. One and oh. Uh, we all picked the Vikings to beat the Saints. That happened. We all picked the 49ers to beat the Jags. That happened. TJ and Travis, you guys both picked the Jets. I picked the Raiders. The Raiders won. It was a four-point game. Great game. Broncos, we all picked the Bills. The Broncos win. Shit happens. People lose. People win. Right. No one. You, everyone thought the Jets should have won that game because of their performance so far this year with Zach Wilson at quarterback. Well, that brings me yeah. to my next point, dude, is that if if players are going to apologize, if someone is going to do that, it needs to be like someone like Josh Allen, who has the most turnovers. Who's 5-5 five and five and has had a pick in the sixth straight game, like you said, yes. with the most interceptions since he's came into the league in the entire league. Yes. Why is that guy not going up there? You never see shit about him. No, AFC MVP candidate every year. They're going to the Super Bowl like... What? Josh Allen's done that. Done what? Not recently, but he's gone up after games and been like, that's... Well, yeah, every player's done that. What we're saying is you don't see it in the media. Like, I'm not getting a notification that says, oh, the Bills are having a fucking roundtable discussion of only players. Like, no, you're not seeing that. They're 5-5. and No one's throwing in the towel. It's a bad stretch of games, whereas the Jets... You're seeing Stephon Diggs. Eight weeks ago, eight fucking weeks ago, I'm throwing in the towel if I'm a Jets fan. Ah, it's another year. Yep, typical fucking Jets. Like, no hope. We're going to win three fucking games again this year. We're going to get a top five fucking pick and be just as garbage next year because Aaron Rodgers is going to fucking probably tear his Achilles again. Like, that's every Jets fan week one. Every single one of them. Yeah. Now they're four and five, and they're like, what the fuck, man? What are we putting out? Why are we doing this? That's just why I'm on this whole thing, dude. Like, if, if teams should be doing that, it should be the teams that are supposed to be. Yeah, and you, you got every analytics, every sports show out there saying Josh Allen's a top five fucking quarterback, but is leading the leagues in turnovers since, since he came into the league. Has an interception in the last six games, which is the most, I think, by any quarterback since 2012 or 2017, I think, is the stat. Yeah. And not not one thing. I, I have not seen one thing about Josh Allen unless it's some fucking Giants or Jets fan talking shit about him. Yeah. But you have teams and, like and, the Jets oh my God. having this fucking meeting. My my mind just, just swirls, dude, because, like, they'll focus on Josh, Josh Allen getting the 3,000, 4,000 yards. He makes big plays. He's a great quarterback. But he, he leads the league in interceptions. Yeah. Like, makes it's a big lot of play mistakes. or turnover. There's no in between. Yeah. M- moving off of that, guys. So last week, yeah. so every week we're going to predict five games we're going to convict. Yeah, I know. I'm, try- I'm trying to fucking hurry. Do you want to just? Yeah. All right. Let's predict the games first. So uh, the Sunday, Monday night, or Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Sunday, Monday night games are Bengals versus Ravens. Who do you guys think is going to win that one? That's a bit, huge matchup for the AFC North. Ravens. I'm Ravens, also Baltimore. taking the Ravens. So all uh, Vikings, Vikings, Broncos, Sunday night. We're gonna take the Vikings. Give me Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. So we're all taking Minnesota. Big matchup again. Eagles Chiefs. These are the games of the week, but not that our games. Yeah, that one's one. Yeah, that one's crazy. I'm gonna take the Eagles, and they're in my division. I'm gonna take the Chiefs. That one's tough, but give me. I gotta go. The Chiefs. 
I got to go AFC just because I'm an AFC fan. Uh, and then the two games we chose this week for our games of the week, these are games that we think you at home should sit down and watch. We think they're the most important for their conference or division, et cetera, is Dolphins at Raiders. Um, again, Raiders 5-5, five and five, Dolphins 6-3. and three. Dolphins haven't beat a playoff team yet this year. Uh, they've really only kind of crushed the, the shit teams. Uh, what do you guys think? Dolphins. Uh, I'm going to take, see, I, I feel like I'm I want to take fins. Miami. Yeah. I think I'm going to go Miami. Okay. I just don't think the Raiders are good, bro. Like I just, I think they have a second wind, but I, the, people are dogging the chargers and I think the chargers will finish better, better than them this year. Uh, and then big matchup for me personally, Steelers at Browns, a uh, big divisional game, uh, same record. I think it's going to be super fun to watch. The Steelers won the first one. Uh, Nick Chubb rematch, essentially, without Nick Chubb, if that makes sense. Yeah. There, it's going to be a lot of hard blows, a lot of hard hits. Um, I'm take obviously the taking the Steelers, of course. Uh, so, I'm going to go ahead and take the Browns. I think they split this year. Okay. Fuck you. I don't appreciate that, but I, I can respect it, I guess. So, so I'm alone on two of them. Uh, yes, you are alone on two of them. Me and TJ have the same pick so far this season. Me and Travis are three and two, and TJ is two and three uh, with the picks last season. TJ, buddy, it's been good yeah. knowing you. Yeah, yeah. I know you got to go to work, boys. I do indeed. Got to get the bag. So I understand. All right, man. Peace out, fellas. See you, buddy. Uh, our cameras are going to be super fucked up for anybody watching on YouTube, but I'm not yeah, fucking yeah. fixing it because the only thing we really have to go over is the power rankings, which I'm just going to do uh, the top 10 uh, just real quick. Uh, so the 49ers last week were third. They're up to first. Uh, we'll release a graphic of this on Thursday uh, when this drops. Ravens second, Eagles third, Chiefs fourth, Cowboys, Lions, Finns, Bills, Vikings, Jags is your top 10. Uh, the biggest shockers for me, in my opinion, were the uh, were the Giants, and it's because of the 15.2 thing. They fall down to 32nd. Uh, they're the shocker for me this week. They win the shocker award. Biggest mover are the Broncos and Steelers going up four. Uh, Steelers need to show out this week. If they beat the Browns, I think it's going to be a real deal. I, I think we can make a push. We still have to face the Ravens two times, um, or still have to face the Ravens, I think, once, actually. Uh, it's it, our season's looking easy the rest of the year. Right. Yeah, I'm, so so I'm looking at the power rankings right now, and my biggest shock, uh, just overall for the season and expectations, I think it's number six Lions. Yes, I think they're playing absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. So uh, so at the end of the year, this is what I want to do, just for for you and then the listeners, is I want to come out with awards which are like most valuable team. Uh, like the shocker war for the whole season, uh, the biggest movers. So like our first one to the last one who changed the most, yeah. uh, and just just things like that. And I, as of right now, I think the Lions win the biggest shocker award of the year. Um, for the I, week. I, I love their head coach. I think yeah. he's really good. Me too. Me too. Um, um, last week. I posted it on Facebook. We didn't talk about it in the podcast. Uh, we kind of just glanced over it a little bit. Uh, last week for me was the Steelers. Um, yeah. they, they, they've shocked me all year. They shouldn't be as high as they are, but they are statistically. 
Um, and then the biggest mover, like I said, Broncos Steelers, biggest loser was the commanders losing five, falling down to 22nd from 17th. Uh, and then we had two ESPN similarities this week again, which was the Rams and the Bucks at 25th and 19th. Um, biggest takeaways in my opinion is 49ers jump up to number one. Uh, I firmly believe the Ravens are the best team in the NFL right now. Um, the, the only other option is the Eagles or 49ers. So that's, I mean, that's your top three right there. I don't yeah, think the, I, uh, I don't think the Chiefs I, win the AFC this year. I think the Ravens do, no. and I think the NFC Championship game is going to be the 49ers and Eagles if the Cowboys lose, because right. the Cowboys are a contender as well. Yeah, I, me personally, I I not going off of records, going off of personnel and roster and all that. I think 49ers have the most complete team. Yeah, uh, I think that's going to help them down the road through games. I think they just won their first one after getting Chase Young. I don't yeah. know if he's already played in one or not. I don't know. Uh, but right now, 49ers are still top of the league for me. Ravens are a close second. That's why they are one and two. Yeah. And like, like Kane has said before, I mean, these rankings that we do, they're based off of so many factors and... Like, there's a it's reason good, why we call them the Lions up there. Yeah, like, the, there's a reason why we call them pure power rankings because it's not just fucking some random guys giving you uh, their opinions. Yes, our opinions are factored in, they're weighted the same as, same as others. Travis gives me a rank one through 16 of each conference. So does CJ, and I do mine. And then we take 11 statistics and compile an average of one to 16 of where they fall in their conference and then compare it to the opposite conference. And that's how they fall in order. That's why you see some teams like the Browns, Texans, Bengals are three straight AFC teams. That's just how they happen to fall in that right. rankings. Um, it, that's the reason why we call them pure. And that's why we're excited to see certain teams higher like the lions, or that's why there is a shocker award because the giants last week who were 29th. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's fine. But this week, Falling down to an average of fourteen or fifteen point two, the second worst we've ever seen. Because generally speaking, most people, like most teams, are going to fall between that three and ten. They're going to fall within that gap of three to ten. Your top, it's usually top if you go by conference. The top five are pretty close to being, hey, this guy's this guy's first, or the Eagles are first. They have a two point zero. Second is going to be 2.3. Third is going to be like a 3.4. Fourth is going to be like a 4.8. And then five is like a 5.6. Right. Whereas once you break it down into a 32 team, you have teams that are within 0.1 or they're tied and you have to, you have to take into account, okay, well, this is a stat we don't cover. That's the tiebreaker. And yeah. I just I think it's so much fun doing these, and the reason why I kind of dove into what you were saying and kind of elaborated more on it is because I want to do more than just the NFL. I want to do the NBA and the MLB and and maybe the NHL. We don't really know too much about the NHL, but something that we talked about before we started recording this podcast was the NHL is not talked about enough on sports shows. I went on Fox uh, and just looked at like the daily like the new news stories. Yeah, And it goes by day, and it took me, I don't know, 20 minutes to find one NHL story of just, like, anything, whether it be a score. And the, the only NHL story that we found was 
um, the gentleman getting arrested uh, for accidental for manslaughter incident. for the yeah. incident of the former NHL player in Pittsburgh. That's a problem. Like, why is there not coverage? So we do want to talk about that more. We're going to start talking more about the NHL next week. We didn't talk, I think, at all about the NBA this week. Um, that's obviously changing, too. I want to do the power rankings with those. Again, a little bit tough because there's more games. The NFL, it's easy because there's one game a week per team. Yeah. Um, but we are going to be doing a little bit more. Uh, we're going to be doing a segment where, like, Travis and TJ are going to talk about their top five NBA games where they rip off kind of like I do with the NFL. When MLB season comes back around, we'll do a lot of stuff like that too. We're trying to get you guys more involved and make this more of a talk show than just a podcast for the sports segment because we all love it so much. Yeah, yeah. But I think that wraps it up this week. We went over all our games that we wanted to with the NBA or with the NFL uh, and we will have the post. By the time you guys hear this podcast, you will see the power rankings up on Facebook and Twitter. Anyways, guys, much love, and we will see y'all in the next one. Yeah, see y'all next week.